Happy Monday, Seattle hockey fans. Well, all good things must come to an end. And the Seattle Kraken, a winning streak came to an end. And it came to an end by a 21-year-old. So we're going to break that down on today's episode. Also, Jaeger Furkus, Jaeger Furkus, the Furkus Circus. He's got a streak of his own happening. We'll talk about that. And then, of course, we're expecting to see Shane Wright. I'll get you ready for what we'll talk about tomorrow. All that and more coming up on Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey to the hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. It's a Monday coming to you, well, from an airport because I've been traveling. I hope you had a great weekend. Mine was a little bit challenging. Saturday in particular wasn't my best. Florida on multiple levels uh, really brought my spirits down, uh, least of which unfortunately, was this game. It was a 5-1 to one loss to the Florida Panthers at Climate Pledge Arena. I mentioned 21-year-old Spencer Knight. We're going to talk about him in the next segment. Mostly we're going to talk about goaltending because I do have some thoughts. But let's break down this game. The Seattle Kraken just didn't have it, you know, didn't have it. I mean, you heard some of the, the quotes from uh, McCann scored the only goal in the 5-1 to one loss. Carson Soucy was really put out by the PK in particular. Um, but uh, Dave Haxtell talked about undisciplined penalties. The PK that didn't execute, we'll get into the numbers in a minute. There was a controversial call, the Seattle Kraken, did challenge for goalie interference. They did not win that challenge, but again and again, Dave Haxtell was insistent that was not the difference in the game. And I agree with him. I do, and we'll talk about that. He also said it's a mixed bag regarding Philip Grubauer. So, you know, but he did say that we were all below the bar. And that was a sentiment that was shared by pretty much everyone. So let's take you to some of the stats here that we get from the instant analysis. Um, of course, championed by Allison Lucan, the amazing Allison Lucan. Um, you know, there's a few things here that we're going to talk about, but we see this instant analysis, five to one loss. You see the shots on goal were in favor of the Seattle Kraken. But we didn't have the shot quality. You look at the offensive possession time, the Seattle Kraken win that out, but didn't win the game. And so how does this happen? Well, part of it is special teams. So first, let's talk about the power play. You see that the power play attempts, 
three, uh, three for four. That was Florida on the power play. They had nine shot attempts, and seven of those were on goal. We only had two shots on the power play for the Seattle Kraken, as you can see here. Five shot attempts, two shots on goal. Was not a quality start for Philip Grubauer. Again, we'll get into that and also talk about Knight. Um, something else, though, that we have to talk about here is just the shot quality overall. The shot quality for the Seattle Kraken, low. You see at the top here, overall shot quality, we had more shots on goal, but our shot quality was way down at 2.5 versus 4.2. You're not going to win games like that. You're not going to win games like that. Carson Soucy also felt that, you know, lots of frustrating things happening on the PK. Uh, you know, let's break this down even further. So if we look at the, um, the goals here, so the first goal was from Verhege. That was the one that was a little bit suspect. Philip Grubauer absolutely was impeded from making the save. That being said, he was out of the crease. He was, folks. Come on. He, he you know, that doesn't count as goalie interference. He definitely could not make that save because he was run over. But... He was outside of the crease. That's that's the rule. So Carter got his 13th goal at the 13-minute mark exact in the first period. Then he got another goal 26 seconds later, but on the power play. So again, the penalty kill, uh, really undisciplined penalties. You hear that? Uh, well, again, um, this penalty was actually because of the lost challenge, but we'll get into undisciplined penalties in a minute. So 26 seconds after the first goal on the power play, Florida up now to nothing. Jared McCann gets the goal in the second period, his 11th on the season. And then this uh, Matthew Kachuk goal. Now this one here, uh, I don't know. I don't know about this save here. Again, we're going to talk about Grubauer a little bit, but Alexiak also can't let if you look at this sequence look at the entire sequence look how much roaming around matthew is doing nobody nobody from the seattle kraken picked him up and then alexiak is trailing kachuk as he's right there in front of the net the shot goes in grubauer did go to make the glove save i do think he the shot would have gone wide if it hadn't been deflected but grubauer was a little late to react to that i don't know Again, we'll talk about goaltending a little bit later. So that's the first power play goal. And then in the third period, um, you know, you get another another power play goal for uh, Gustav Forsling. And that was the fifth and final goal of the game at the 1303 mark. Bob's your uncle. What are you going to do? Not a great outing. It happens. Um, it was disappointing, and everyone from Seattle knows it. There's really no, um, there's there's no having to convince people that this, you know, wasn't a good game. So, what needs to be done? Well, we're going to talk about that and more coming up on Locked On Kraken. Right now, though, 
I want to make sure you know that this episode of Locks on Kraken is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, our next partner has a product that I use regularly. And I started taking Athletic Greens because I like to have a strong morning routine. I like to get my nutritional value in as simplified a method as possible. And that's what I love. With one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. The the probiotic is probably one of my favorite. It's a smooth tasting, one scoop, eight ounces of water. It comes with a bottle. You just shake it up. You don't have to worry about it. And uh, I absolutely love it. And here's the thing. The founder of Athletic Greens was spending like $100 a day to get some of these 75 essential vitamins, minerals, probiotics. This is super affordable. It's one step, not multiple supplements that you have to take. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than any perhaps cold brew habit that you have. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, and get going with Athletic Greens. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a one-year supply, a free one-year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D. Comes in a little droplet, uh, dropper vial. Great stuff. I love the travel packs. You know I travel a lot, so I love those. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, folks, wasn't a pretty game. Wasn't a pretty game. But as always, I want to thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. And I told you, Saturday was really tough for me. Again, I was watching this game. I was in Florida watching this game, um, and I was a little distracted, I won't lie. For those of you who know the situation and have reached out, I'm so grateful. I always appreciate your support. It really does mean a lot in moments like this um, for those that reached out. So thank you so much for that, and thank you, as always, for making Locked on Crack in your first listen of the day. Goaltending. Let's talk about goaltending. Now, these are some some stats that I think are important. When you look at the goaltending, it, it just wasn't a quality start for Philip Grubauer, but it was a great start for Knight. Knight with a 972 save percentage stopped 35 of 36 shots faced. Of course, it was Jared McCann that gets that shot. Philip Grubauer 821 save percentage, stopped 23 of 28 shots. I mentioned the Kachuk goal. I don't think Philip Grubauer had a good read of that. Now, if that if that shot that came in would have gone on trajectory, it wouldn't have mattered. Philip wouldn't have had to make a glove save because that, that puck was going wide. However, not only was Philip Grubauer late, a little bit late with the glove, but Alexiak has to have better defense. I talked about it in the first segment. If you watch that sequence, check it out on NHL.com, the recap. You can check it in the show notes. If you look at that sequence, the Seattle Kraken let Kachuk just meander around in front of the net, do whatever he had to do. Can't play defense like that. 
not with a, a, a talent like Matthew Kachuk or literally anyone. He didn't even, I don't think, have a stick on it. I think he ended up pivoting his skate. He No kicking motion, I will say that. I think that hit his lower body and deflected in. But the fact that Oleksiak was not in position is a problem because he should have had time to cover Kachuk. Look at the sequence. Look at the sequence and tell me that I'm not wrong. I don't think it was necessarily the greatest attempt at a save from Grubauer, but again, that shot would have gone wide, so I put that one on the defense. Now, the fourth goal. Oh, Now, this one... This one... Uh, Philip Grubauer kicked it in. He did. Let's just keep it a buck. He made the initial save, but he didn't make it clean. It ends up kind of squirting behind him, and then his his uh, leg on the right-hand side, away from the, or closer to the far post, I guess, he swings that around to try and, you know, like, you know how they, like, kind of butterfly, not butterfly, more like breaststroke, kick their legs together. He's trying to pinch his legs together and ends up swiping the puck across the goal line. Not great. Not great. That being said, you also have to look at Vince Dunn trying, he's trying to make a pass to uh, Ryan Donato. Ryan Donato is facing Vince Dunn. So Vince is coming, trying to exit the zone. Ryan Donato is going to pick up that puck along the boards. Stall, great back check. Vince Dunn, as he's getting ready to shuffle that puck, didn't get all of it. Didn't have the precision because stall on the back check. And then, uh, what is it, Lundberg? Also, great active stick makes it so that Ryan Donato, who kind of is a little stagnant, he comes in front of Donato, gets a stick up, stall gets that puck again, shot on goal, again, tight in on the post. Philip Grubauer tried to make the save. It squirts under his left leg, and then he swiped it in with his right. Not, not great. I mean, to what extent you want to blame Philip Grubauer for that one? It's one of those things that happens. Uh, you know, could he have sealed a little bit better on that near post? Probably, probably. That being said, it was kind of like, lethargic lethargic whereas florida was active active stick laura you know you know about that anyway lock locked on canadians we'll probably hear from them this week eh anyway it's just uh, i didn't like that sequence i don't think it was great goaltending it was definitely not good energetic sharp, high IQ hockey from the Seattle Kraken. And that's pretty much how this game went. I mean, some of these quotes after the game, like, did you read um, what Bob Condor writes about after this game? I mean, the, everyone was miserable after this game, and rightfully so. This was not a great game. It wasn't a great game. Ends the streak. 
That's the least of the problems, quite honestly. The Florida Panthers are a team that made the playoffs last season. You have to play well against teams that know how to make the playoffs because that's where we're trying to get. Seven games is a long streak, but it's not even close to the longest in the league. You have to show up night after night after night. I do think Matty Beneers showed up. He didn't get on the score sheet, but he was having a great game. He didn't technically get an assist on the Jared McCann goal, but if you go back, go back and watch that one as well. Matty Beneers behind the goal line, behind the net, battle, puck battle, wins that battle, and gives the Seattle Kraken a chance to reset. That's how Jared McCann gets that goal. I believe Eberly gets the assist. But Beneers worked for that goal. He also had the most shot attempts. Didn't get on the score sheet, but he was doing fantastic. I said we were going to talk about a streak that he was currently on. As you can see, I'm traveling. Also, again, Saturday was a, a – it threw me off, folks. So some of the content that I said we'd get to um, today, Monday – I said that we get to on Friday. I said we get to it today. We're going to hold off because we're still going to talk about Shane Wright. We're still going to talk about Matty Veneers because, again, he's playing fantastic. But here's what Jared McCann said. I think we're just a little slow to pucks. That fourth goal, yeah, slow to pucks. That third goal, yeah, slow to pucks. Dave Haxtell, again, he said a bit of a mixed bag with Philip Grubauer. He pointed out that fifth goal might be one that Gruby wants back. That being said, Dave Haxtell also said he wasn't going to necessarily throw anyone under the bus. He was asked about Grubauer. But he said, honestly, did, did it matter at that point? There were so many other things that the team did not do. Are you going to blame Philip Grubauer for that? I don't know. Many parts of our game weren't very good tonight, said Dave Haxtell. That's a tough way to win a game. The bottom line, we take a day off tomorrow, get a day of practice, and get back to work. So the Seattle Kraken will hit the ice again. He did mention more geeky, still day-to-day. He mentioned that he's kind of been watching Shane Wright, but not really. And that's kind of where we're taking it to the next segment of Locked on Kraken. We're going to talk about some prospects, not just Shane Wright, but also Jager Ferkus. I always say his name wrong. Jagger, Jager, Jager, Ferkus, Jay Ferkus. We're going to talk about Ferkus and a streak that he is on. But right now, I want to make sure that you know that this episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by BetOnline. Now, BetOnline.net is the place to go when it comes to everything that you need for sports betting. BetOnline has the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and even esports. You get it all on BetOnline. It's always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today. And if you head to the website, you'll see that Maddie Veneers is still in the lead for future bets on the Calder Trophy. He's at 5-2 to two bets. He's gotten better every split that we get. Logan Thompson at 15-4 to four odds. Matty Beneers, again, a fantastic player. We'll talk about him later in the week when I'm not traveling. Um, but bet online is where the game starts. Thank you. As always, for listening to Locked on Kraken, making us your first listen of the day, make sure you go listen to uh, Locked on Sports Today. 
everything that you need. Little NHL, they got you. Little NBA, got you there too. All of the things, of course, the NHL, everything that you need with only the insight that you'll get here on the Locked On Network. So check that out. Now, Shane Wright. Let's talk about Shane Wright. We have to talk about Shane Wright. He's already played five games with Coachella. So that means his conditional loan is up. If you missed it for Friday, we uh, put up the whole interview with Shane Wright. So go check that out. Also, I made an appearance on Locked On um, NHL Prospects with Hadi Kalakesh. And we talked about Shane Wright. We talked about Maddie Beneers. Again, I was hoping to have that for you um, for today's episode, but don't worry. We're going to save it. It's still good hashtag content. I know folks have said we put in a little poll on YouTube, and you said you wanted more, more Maddie Beneers content. I heard you. So we're going to get more Maddie Beneers content. Just bear with me again. Saturday was rough. Um, I don't really want to get into it, at least not right now on the show. Uh, maybe I will, but it's still pretty raw. But if you want to know, you can follow me at elanz 8 and it's all right there for you. Anyway, Maddie Beneers, again, Calder Trophy candidate, is leading the pack. I'm really surprised he has not been an NHL like rookie of the month or whatever. I guess there haven't been that many months, but like get with the program. Maddie Beneers is the real deal, and he's ours. Love it. But I mentioned uh, we talked about Shane Wright, of course, um, and his interview. He's coming to Seattle, or at least that's what's supposed to happen. I mentioned in the last segment, Dave Haxtell, he's like, yeah, I guess I, you know, I didn't watch, but I've been keeping up with it. He just was very uninterested in answering questions about Shane Wright. I, I can understand it to an extent, but also everyone knows that the conditional loan is up, Dave. What are you talking about? So conditional loan up. Shane Wright's going to come back to Seattle. Who comes into town tomorrow? The Montreal Canadiens. Now, Hadi and I talked about this. Don't think it's the right time to put Shane Wright in the lineup. Is that what Seattle is going to do? Uh, well, they have practice today. Uh, again, this episode's going out before all of that. So I guess we'll find out. He up to date on at locked on Kraken on social media and of course on YouTube. I'll try to keep you updated, although I'll be uh, flying. So check in around, I guess, 10 a.m. or so. That's around the time the team should be hitting the ice. So I'll be, I'll be where I need to be, and I'll I'll keep up to date. So make sure you're following at locked on Kraken. Just gonna have to wait for that one. I don't know. That makes sense to put him in, in the lineup. We also have a game on Friday, so we'll see what happens there. Now, I mentioned that there is another prospect that we want to talk about. This is a little bit more fun. We're going to end on a high note. Again, it's been a wild and crazy time for me. It was not a great game for the Seattle Kraken, but that's okay because when you've got a young buck that is known as the Furcus Circus, and he is on a 20-game streak. Um, now, Ferg is saying, obviously, things like that are in the back of your head, but you try not to think about it, especially when you're focused on the game. Um, you know, he, he said, yeah, of course, it's always nice to get a point, but it's more important to make sure that the team is getting back on track. And you heard him say, team was getting down, but 
what I love is that he has the capability to identify that. And he has the capability as he's riding a 20 point game streak, uh, 20 game point streak <laughs> to be the one who's making an impact, whether that's setting his teammate up or finding a goal for himself. Uh, so Andy guide writes last season, Fergus scored 36 goals and totaled 80 points in 66 games. That's a lot of the attention that he got leading up to the draft. And, um, you know, that's ultimately brought him to the Seattle Kraken. You hear a lot about just how energizing Furcus and his play can be, hence the Furcus Circus. Uh, he also talks in this article a little bit about it being difficult to gain weight. He's still young. Mad Veneers has also talked about that, but you know, he's really just focused right now in the WHL. You know, when he was in training camp, he talked a lot about that. He's like, listen, I love my Moose Jaw team. It's an honor to be with the Seattle Kraken, but he, he knew that he was going back to the WHL, but I love to see that the carryover is there. He can be consistent. And this is something that's exciting. So congratulations, Furkus. We'll see what happens there. And uh, good things. Good things happening for Seattle Kraken prospects through and through. Shane Wright absorbs a lot of energy. Maddie Veneers absorbs a lot of energy. But the pipeline is strong. And I think that's something that over time we're going to start to build. Obviously, you're a first-year team. You don't really have a pipeline. You don't have picks, right? But there's so many picks that the Seattle Kraken have accumulated. We've talked about that, especially leading up to this season. We'll talk about it again as the trade deadline comes. And of course, as we get ready for the draft, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Kraken. Now that you've made this your first listen of the day or a listen of the day, make sure you check out Locked on Sports today. Again, thank you for those who reached out. Extremely difficult situation that I went through, and I know I'm being very vague here, but I'm all honestly fatigued. <laughs> I'm fatigued just in general. I'm fatigued about talking about it, at least for right now, um, because honestly, I haven't had a chance to process things. What I will say is, there's a reason that I have that I started ending the shows with a saying. Of course, we have hold fast danger. We'll get to, we'll get there. We'll get there. But there's a reason that I also started adding be kind to yourselves and to each other because there's a lot of ugly in this world. So be kind to yourself first and foremost if you have to navigate through those waters. And I want to be kind to those who find it difficult to navigate through arbitrary societal expectations. With that said, tomorrow's a game day. Seattle Kraken, Montreal Canadiens. We're going to have a squad cast. We're going to talk about it. We should have an update on Shane Wright. So hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. I'll see you tomorrow, folks.